Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hey, this is Rosalinda, and I want you to know that I love spending this time with you. What is the difference between people who have vision and people who lack vision? You know, I read a story recently about a little league coach who was thinking back about his childhood years playing baseball in Little League. He remembered back how during the first year, his coach called all the team together for a picnic and he asked the team, who here eventually wants to play major league baseball? Every little hand went up. Every kid there was dreaming about playing in the major league stadium. And they couldn't wait to hit that game-winning hit. You know, that boy grew up to become a little league coach himself. And the week before opening day of his first year of coaching, he did the exact same thing. He had a team picnic. He asked the team, who here wants to grow up and play in the major leagues? And do you know, not one single hand went up on that team of 12 kids. He said, man, I could see it in their eyes. Not even one of these kids believed that he had what it took to become a major league baseball player. What is the difference between people who have vision and people who lack vision? You know, vision dares to dream big dreams about the future. Vision is hope, but it has a blueprint. You know, vision thinks outside the box. It creates something new. Vision is looking through the eyes of a mom when they look at their child and man, they say they can be anything. Vision chases its dream, even if people say, man, this cannot be done. Even an owner of a big tech company once said, I think there is a market for maybe five computers in the world. In fact, there's no reason why anybody would even want a computer in their home. And others said the telephone would never make it. Who would ever listen to the Beatles? Rock and roll is never going to stick. I think you get the idea. You see, vision will ignore those that say it cannot be done. I mean, have you ever had anybody just squash your idea? I can't tell you how many ideas I've come up with and I look in their eyes and I'm really looking for approval. I'm looking for that encouragement and I kind of just get a, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like your vision and your idea just goes down the drain. But the reality is that a lot of our vision fades. I bet that's happened to you. You know, have you ever been so excited over an idea then before you know it, you, you actually don't even care anymore? Well, I can. I can remember in my own life ideas of who I wanted to become. I had this really cool invention and, um, you know, just the words of somebody else actually kind of snuff that dream out of my life. Or, or maybe you went through a circumstance in life and then you say, you know, my time has passed. Who listening knows what I'm talking about. Comment below, you know. Well, the flame of our vision begins to die and we're not passionate about it. If we don't keep the passion up, the hot idea is just going to cool down. 
In the Bible, you know what? We see this happening. Look, nothing new is under the sun. And we see it happening to young Timothy, the apostle, Paul's young protege. You see, the apostle Paul had sent Timothy to try to salvage a mess in the church in Ephesus. And yet when Timothy gets there, he finds himself way over his head. Have you ever gone out to try to do something or help somebody? And when you get there, I mean, you're like, oh, I can conquer this. I can do this. And you get there and you're like, ooh, this is a little too deep. This is bigger than I thought. This way is too much. Well, the entire leadership team in the Ephesian church was older than he was. Can you imagine? He's like a kid going to tell leaders or elders in a church what to do. They didn't respect his leadership. To make matters worse, Timothy is so shy, he's afraid, and he hates confrontation. So look, the stress of his ministry starts affecting even his health. The Bible says he finds himself sick with constant stomach ailments. In the meantime, his hero, his mentor, the Apostle Paul, he's been arrested. What good is that, friend? Timothy's vision had dissipated. How many of you guys listening today, you kind of started off with this great idea, but then you lost hope? Well, the excitement and enthusiasm he once felt for that when he joined Paul's ministry team some years earlier is now fading away. Somewhere between his bad health being discouraged, and his fear for Paul's life. His vision begins to slip away. Man, that sounds like you and I sometimes. But Timothy needed his vision renewed, and that's the reason why Paul wrote him a second letter. You know, today we're going to look at that second letter from Timothy. The second letter is the last letter we have from Paul's pen before he's executed. It's kind of like a last will and testament as Paul reflects back on the vision. It's to renew Timothy's vision, pump him up, make him excited as Paul is really, you know, his mentor. And it also serves to renew our vision. Look, guys, the Bible is the best example of seeing people try things and they fail it. But then they don't give up. They get up and keep on going. So as we're listening to this podcast today, I just want you to know that if you've ever failed at an idea, a business idea, a marriage, you maybe with your children, maybe with your job, it's not over. Man, I just want to get a hold of some of you guys and just say, don't give up. It's not over. Second Timothy 1, 1 through 5. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, in keeping with the promises of life that's in Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And this part is all about thanksgiving. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Okay, get ready because there's three things that we can do to restore and revive our vision, okay? Number one, revive our vision for worship. See, we renew our vision for worship by embracing a lifestyle of devotion to God. This is what we see in those verses. We're going to see an emphasis on worship in the word serve. 
See, if you underline that in your Bible, if you're driving, you can't underline it. But if you will think of that word, uh, when we work, when we serve others, when we volunteer, it's really all about your lifestyle of devotion. What about you and I? So how are we bringing glory to God in our daily living? When we worship God, we're saying right in that moment, hey, nothing else matters. Only you matter, God. My problems don't matter. My situation, this mountain in front of me, this valley I'm stuck in, it doesn't matter. It's all about you. So Paul begins to look back on his own life and he begins to view his entire life in Christ as an act of worship directed by God. And Paul's worship was a lifestyle of devotion, not just Sunday morning church, but a way of living. Look, if you think that we could just go once to church, fill up the tank and that it's going to last all week. Oh, you might make it through the end of the week, but you're going to be dragging. And that's why we need to be plugged in all the time. Maybe not sitting in that pew at church or in that chair at church, but you could be listening to podcasts. You could be doing worship in your car. We have to have that lifestyle of devotion. Here's what I want you to know. If we learn to worship God, we're going to take our focus off our problems. Did you hear what I said? Take our focus off of our problems. See, not even your struggle can become your idol. That's what God says. Sometimes we focus into our problem and it becomes so big, it's bigger than God. We can't even see God through the situation that we're facing. And a lot of times, come on now, that's something that you and I do. We just talk about our problem, talk about our problem, talk about our problem. Psalms 12, 1 through 2 says, I therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It's your true and proper worship. It's what God wants from us. He wants us to worship him. Look, the next thing that we got to do, number two, is to revive our vision for prayer. Sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, I've heard people tell me, you know, Rosalinda, I pray all the time. You don't even know how many times I've prayed. Look, we got to talk about renewing our vision for prayer. And we're going to do that. We're going to renew our vision for prayer by expressing our heart to God. If there's something you want to do in life, if there's some kind of hurdle you need to get over, who better to tell than God? Because when you're successful, when you're happy, when you're an overcomer, God loves this. I mean, listen to me. Don't be afraid to go to God with your needs. Paul goes to the Lord in this prayer and he says, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. And I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and then your mom, Eunice. And now I'm sure it dwells in you. Boy, I love the way he recognizes those women. He must have seen the power of God in those women. And here Paul encourages Timothy with that word. In verse 3, Paul reports how he prayed day and night for Timothy, his friend. And here in verse 4 and 5, we find the contents of Paul's prayer. That as he prayed, he remembered Timothy's tears and his longings to be reunited with his apprentice. So here you got Paul, and he's praying for his friend Timothy. Man, that's a very good friend, and he begins to remember how they came to faith in Christ. And it all started with Timothy's grandmother, Lois, and then his mom, Eunice. 
So Timothy was a third generation Christian. He's raised in a Christian home. And what Paul does here is simply pour out his heart to God. And we see a lot of gimmicks about prayers these days. But for Paul, renewing his vision for prayer simply came from pouring out his heart to Christ. So why is prayer even essential? Why is it so essential when it comes to reviving your vision? Because you're communicating with your maker. Look, if I bought a car and the battery went down or the engine went down and it is a foreign model and and let's just say that, I don't know, maybe I have a BMW and I'm not going to take it over to a Hyundai dealer. Uh Uh-uh. I want to know who built that machine and I want to get advice straight from the manufacturer. Well, that's why we got to go straight to God. The more you talk with God, the more faith you have in him. Look. It is amazing to me how we get on a flight and we don't even ask for the um, degree of the pilot. We don't know what school he went to. We don't know what um, how many years he's ever flown a plane, but somehow we just trust it and we go on in. Well, how much more should we trust our heavenly father whose credentials are the word of God, where the proof is in the pages, guys. And when we want to renew our vision, we got to talk to him. Don't be afraid to talk to God. Don't think you're bothering him. Don't think you're going too many times to God. He wants you to come to him. And just like the kids and that little league team, I'm sure that coach planted the vision in the hearts of that team. Okay, so we're talking about vision here, and we've talked about the power of worship. Worship God, not your problems. Number two, pray to Him always. Don't stop on your dream. Don't give up on your projects. Go before the Lord. That's how you're going to be successful, okay? The third thing that we need is a revival for our vision to serve. We have to ask God, renew my vision, God, to serve others. Look, God has given every single person a gift. You're listening to me today. There is something that you can do to add to the kingdom of God, to add to somebody's life. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. When you give out of your talents to the Lord and help others that are in need, your big problems become really, really small. I mean, many of you guys know what I do for a living and, and back home, we have a ministry, we have international ministry, but one of the largest parts of our ministry is based in Richmond, Virginia. And we take men and women that have been in addiction off of the streets, uh, victims of violence, women that have been in trafficking, um, you know, just people that need to overcome and have found themselves stuck They come through the program at New Life, newlife.center, just in case you want to check it out. And you know what? We get a love on them. And when I minister to them and I get the opportunity to speak life into somebody that's broken, woo! I look at my problems and I'm like, man, it is not that bad. And I am so excited that day because... Even though that person feels like, wow, what a gift, you know, Rosalinda came out and she ministered to us. Oh no, let me tell you, I am the recipient of the gift because when I get to look into the life of somebody that is in need or eyes that have just have so much brokenness and minister, I am actually ministering to myself and I feel so great after I take my eyes off of my needs, my goals, my visions, and I put them on the needs of someone else. 
Look, in that same chapter, verse 6 through 7, God had given Timothy all the equipment he needed to be effective as God's servant. I'm going to read it for you. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God. Some of you guys have let your flame die out. That's why you don't have any vision. So we have to fan that flame, which is in you through the laying of the hands for God gave us a spirit, not a fear. Come on, come on, somebody help me out here. Not a fear, but a power of love and self-control. First of all, we need to control ourselves from being so negative. Looking out at the world and seeing all this stuff. You know what? Stop. Be quiet. No more negative talk. We got to fan the flame. And then the other part says that you have a gift from God. So look, he has equipped you for what you need. But the fire of God, the gift that was in his life, the gift that was in Timothy's life was actually going out. And it had become like a fire in the fireplace when no new wood is being added. Look, huh, I am not a camper. I'm just going to tell you right now. But the few times I've been out there and been around a bonfire and it's freezing, I will do anything I can to fan that flame. Because when it goes out, that's when we got to get nervous. That's when you better be worried. When that flame goes out, it takes a lot more effort to get it started. So look, be encouraged, have hope, be a person of vision. You need faith. And so if you feel like you're lacking faith because of things that are happening in your life right now, look, the way we grow in our faith is to grow in the word. The more I read about God, the more I pray to him, the more I worship him, my faith, it's like amazing. It just kind of like grows. You remember Chia Pet? You put water in there and all of a sudden it's like growing. The, the top just explodes with plant life. Well, look, that's what we need. We need to fan our flame. The flame of Timothy, it just wasn't burning anymore. Instead, there was a glowing ember that was gradually losing its heat. So Paul, he's encouraging Timothy, fan the flame of his gift so it once again would burn brightly with intensity. Look, we can fan our flame and we can do it, guys. We can do it through worship. We can do it through prayer and we can do it through serving others. We learn here that the fear was holding Timothy back from using his gifts. And so many times we talk ourselves out of that business opportunity. We talk ourselves out of losing weight. We talk ourselves out of getting shape or getting a new haircut for that matter. And we begin to talk ourselves out of all the opportunities that God is laying before us to be used for him for the work of God. But this year, I don't care how bad it looks out in the world today, it can be the year that you have a revival in your vision for yourself, your family, and most importantly, your work for the Lord. I want to encourage you. I want to be that voice, that coach that's saying, come on, you can do it. Get off of the sidelines and and jump into the front lines. You can do it. You can become a legacy maker. You can leave your mark in this world and you're going to glorify God with your life of devotion. 
I love you guys. I'm standing with you. I believe in you. Do not give up on your dreams. Do not give up on the things that God told you. Some of you have a book inside of you. Some of you are supposed to begin a ministry. There are things that God has been giving you sign after sign after sign. What does he got to do? And it is your time to buckle in, worship, pray, serve the Lord so that what he has for you when you put your hands on that will be so amazing. I believe that God will push open doors for you that you can never push open for yourself. Remember, we got to worship, we got to pray, and we got to serve. And don't forget, when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.